When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi. Thank you. Oh, do I talk into this? Yeah, you talk right what, into that mic. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Don't you worry about me at all. So where did you get that jumpsuit? I just have to know that first um, of all. I have a good girlfriend that's actually, she's a leather worker that does really well. Um, and she makes these earrings. But um, she makes these suits for me. So they're like, uh, I call them funsies. They're like fringe onesies. And so she, they're custom made. Um, and yeah, they're like, it's like I put fringe on my pajamas, you know. See, I would, just get, I would just be happy when I woke up in the morning if I knew I was going to wear that. I am. <laughs> and they're easy to travel with, you know. I just like throw them in a bag. The, it gets started. This is, it's like a this onesie. is mid-tour fringe <laughs> uh, wear, though, because like it's real tattered. This will have to replace it, but anyway, So all that French, when you're playing guitar, does it get in the way? I mean, yes and no. It's um, It it always looks like it's going to get tangled up, and I'll play sometimes a mandolin, an electric one that has a whammy bar on it uh, when I'm with the band, and it gets real wrapped up on that uh, whammy bar, but it always just slides right off. And my tour manager's got a pocket knife, so we, if we get... She can cut you, cut if you we loose. Get, if we get cut, <laughs> yeah, if we need cut loose, we can, we can get untethered. Now, you're in Nashville now and um, mm-hmm. been there for a while, but uh, you grew up in Florida, right? Yes. Yep. Wildwood? Wildwood, Florida, yep. And you're, we were one of 11, yes. 11 kids? I'm the youngest of 11. Uh, the youngest. What was that like? Uh, well, I mean, my uh, mother and father had already had five children by previous marriages, so they uh, got together, and, and I was like a late-in-life a late in life, life love baby is what I like to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it was a little disjointed. So the youngest sibling to me is 11 years older than me, but um, I'm close with with a, with a it's lot. A little of bit them. like being an only child. It was. It mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I grew up by myself a lot. And you had a family who played music, and is that how you got into playing guitar in the first place? Or yeah, and you know I didn't mess with guitar that much until like college. But um, my parents had a band. My mother was a really talented um, hillbilly singer from Charleston, West Virginia, and she had a girl partner singer, um, and they were called the Melody Duo, and they would play the old farm hours with like this legendary old West Virginia guy named um, oh, what was his name? Oh, he now, now I'm going to space on his name. Eddie Stubbs from WSM knows it. Buddy Starcher. The Buddy Starcher show. Buddy Starcher. So for the coal miners that would get on the trains in the morning. So she was kind of a, a local star and really on an upward trajectory. And then she uh, got married and, and started having babies. Because women then, I think it was like really a risky thing to not get married. Um, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think she felt like she had to. But then that, oh, she should have stuck with the music. But <laughs> 
she was really good. But she was a, like a savant on mandolin and guitar and wrote songs. So she met my daddy when he got out of jail, and he had played upright bass in the prison band. So they became neighbors. We and got some practice up, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they struck up in a band together and, uh, yeah, became a product of that relationship. So they started putting me up in front of the band singing when I was like four, around four. I read you, 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 you sang some adult songs. I know. <laughs> you probably um, didn't know what you were singing, Yeah, that's though, been right? sort of surfacing lately. I know, of course. And my mother didn't know what I was singing. To be, um, she was just, she, music was a very pure thing to her. She liked the melody and the sound of that record. She liked the musicality of that record. She was, a, I mean, I think she was a deep artist. I really do. And, and yeah, she didn't think about it. She didn't. So, you kind of got into being a mu musical career, a musical career, I should say, accidentally almost. I mean, you um, you got out of college, right? And you went to um, Nashville and you were going to do something completely different. Yeah. And then um, you saw an audition. Yeah, well, it was um, it was on a smaller scale than that. It was just like some guy that I was hanging out with that was like a buddy, this other guy. He, he was like, hey, there's, um, there's a fellow over on Music Row. He's got a lot of old catalog, like the first five George Jones albums, like uh, all kinds of like really deep old catalog named Jeff Gordon. And, uh, and he needs somebody to come and re-sing. They're going to re-demo a lot of the old catalog. And you, the, he needs a girl traditional sounding country singer. So could you go do that? I was like, well, it'd be fun to sing a little bit. But yeah, I, was, I had a serious corporate job. I was so young and... I lasted 18 months at that um, because when I went on that little audition, he offered me a publishing deal on the spot. I wrote him, uh, I played for him a song that I had written in college. So were you, did you perform in college? I mean, were you already sort of out Not really. Sometimes, there were some seedy bars on the county line, and sometimes some girlfriends would, we'd roll out there together, and, and there'd be the like bars. a country rock band. They are the best. <laughs> country, like a country rock band. And um, I would get up and sing. I, I met a few of them. But it was a, it was a, a dangerous place for co a group of college girls to be, really, you know. Like Those we could easily when you're in college. You're like, I'm going to go out there. Looking back, <laughs> it was safer than I thought. But, um, but you know, it, it wasn't. If our parents knew and then even it looked bad on them even, you know. It was like, it was a place for grown-ups. But, uh, but I would go out there just to sing with them and sometimes, like, all them frat boys chasing you, you know. Well, your career was parties. totally meant to be because you kind of took off like a trajectory, you know, right after that, you know, first in encounter. And it's you've had an amazing, you know, career in music and all sorts of things. I mean, you're, you also host a show on um, XM. Yes. Uh, Apron Strings. Apron Strings on Sirius XM, Outlaw Country, Sweet Days. <laughs> We just uh, they can play, find you there. play music, and I'd, I'd shoot the breeze in between tracks. And, and um, you're funny. It's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't, like, write Where material. Where does that come from? I don't write material or anything, Yeah, but I just kind of shoot the breeze. And for better or worse, some people find that entertaining in a comical way. Well, I have to say, I saw a clip of you on the David Letterman show mm -hmm. from a while back. Um, it was hilarious, and I, and he's not easily impressed by someone's comedy, I should say, and he loved you. Yeah, well, I mean, in in all honesty, I was not trying to perform for him. Like he really, he's in my opinion, he's so smart. He set me up, 
you know, at the five-yard line over and over again with his questions. And um, I felt like he knew what he was doing. Um, he does know what he's doing. But, but uh, I, and once I went and saw it, I was mortified in the moment. I was very uh, freaked out. I didn't understand I would be what very was stressed. happening or why that was <laughs> happening. It was very out of the blue. There was mm. no, like, stepping stone between. I mean, as a matter of fact, my buddy Chuck Mead thought this was really funny, and it's in the movie East Nashville Tonight that I made with Toss Snyder, um, where I, I was telling that story about the night before I was going in to do it, and I was sitting in the parking lot at the Nightcat, which is this little coffee shop that everybody plays that tours. I'm like, it's some Easton, Maryland, maybe? And trying to figure out, like, what I was going to do. And Chuck thought that was so funny. He's like, you went from the Nightcat parking lot to the Ed Sullivan. It's quite a... That's a right. pendulum. That, that's a big Did leap. a 360, <laughs> yeah. And so, and you performed. So, so was that was that? Well, not that night. Oh, not that night. Right. Okay. Then a couple of times after that, yeah, we um, played different times. So what is it like to perform on that big of a stage? It's got to be. You know, it always is for me, like, overwhelming. Um, it, it's so overstimulating that I almost become, in that moment, I'm kind of non-responsive because it's too much. Um, but I digest it later. Um, and I'm always amazed at people that like play play the Grand Ole Opry stage. You and played that m- many, many times. times, many times, and still, it, like they'll say, "Oh, I stood in the circle and shed a tear," and I was like, "Really? You're that <laughs> emotionally relaxed and like so, like standing in front of four thousand people on live TV with the the lights? The stage is giant. It's a lot." It, it is a lot. I mean, some people handle things differently. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't feel like like performing is my is the most natural part of this for me. What is um, the most natural part of it for writing you? Writing it and singing it, but not performing it. You know, do you write mostly for yourself? This fringe does a lot of work for me. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> I learned that from Wanda Jackson. <laughs> Memphis, yeah. Hey, Wanda came into the studio. We, I got to the pleasure of interviewing her. She's my idol. She's something. And she is amazing to be that, her age, and just sort of doing it still. I know. And Adore performing. Her. Yeah, she just, she's amazing. Yeah, goals, you know. Um, I got to interview her for Sirius XM, and it was just really a fun conversation to have. Anytime I get to talk to any of the matriarchs, especially for me, Loretta, Dolly, Emmy Lou, like they're, I'm so curious about their experience. Jeannie Seeley out at the Opry is an amazing character. She's got stories. Oh my gosh. How has your music evolved? So you, you've put out a number of CDs. The last one was a couple years ago. It was uh, Venus. Uh, Exodus of Venus. Exodus of Venus, mm-hmm. right. Um, and what would you say, how has your music changed over the years? And I know you're working on some, some new things, too, but mm-hmm. um, sort of, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, how the music's mm-hmm. changed? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, it, 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 it changes through the sort of, like, filter of whatever I've got going Life on. Life experiences? Yeah, you know, so um, that's why I don't think I'll ever make the same record twice, which makes record labels kind of nervous, but... Isn't that being an artist? Um, yeah, you know, they're like, well, yeah, I literally had the conversation with somebody about before I went in the studio to make the new record. They're like, well, they're just not sure what you're going to do. <laughs> and that's, that's I kind of took it as a compliment. But, but yeah, I, 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 I hate that for them. Um, but it, so it changes with, with that. And so, in like, gosh, if you go back to 1999 was my first little indie record. 
and that got me major label record deals. At, on Music Row at a time where like girls sang big pop songs and I didn't fit into that at all and I was writing weird songs and wearing weird clothes and that ate up a lot of time. Um, and then I defected and was able to um, kind of punch my way out of that bag, start making indie records. And then when I made Balls in 2008, um, Which is an that I was album. fighting through, you know, I was trying to punch through and I was sassy and young. And um, then a few years go by, I get a little more life under my belt and Welder happens, which was a little less um, chirpy, I mm -hmm. think. And then, um, yeah, and then all this stuff happened with Hollywood um, and TV deals and then a string of um, deaths and divorces and fires and traumas. And uh, then Exodus happened. And um, So that album is a reflection of some you know, of those traumatic experiences? Not yet. Or? I feel like this new one is. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes it takes time to it, reflect. It does to, for me. Um, mm -hmm. That's so, sort of what I've found looking back over it a little bit. But Exodus was a in-the-moment coping in a bad relationship record. Um, definitely on, on, the, on the other side of those traumas, but just barely, just standing right there still by it. Holding on. Holding on. And so I was kind of, yeah, I was still pretty flat. It's and pretty so, raw Yeah, still. and then, you know, a few years to get out of that, and then... Now I'm duking my way back, and I feel like I'm sort of back in Chirpy Ball's place in some ways, but maybe with a little more weight. Maybe. Definitely with a little more weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you can get to a point where you can sort of put things in perspective, and some things that seem traumatic, there's a little humor in there somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, well, um, there's, a, there's a line in that movie, Still Magnolias, where... She says, uh, I can't remember if it's which character it is. It might be Olympia Dukakis. Is that she? Where she says, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Um, and I think, you know, that's a very sophisticated or elegant way of saying, I think, how my family and I have always coped with our situation. Um, this is by just cutting up and being funny and kind of being hard and loving at the same time. Um, so I think that must be where that comes from. I'm always looking for comic relief, I think, even when I'm talking about the heaviest thing. I think, it's, I think that's a healthy way to look at things. I think it's also a natural reaction. But, you know, when, when you have time to reflect, and I would say in your music, is it hard to write about experiences, or is, this, is it starting to flow more easily? Oh, it's, it's not hard to write about them. Um, it's hard to sit down and um, make a project out of it and form them into neat songs for presentation and, um, and then go and perform them and promote them. Like that's hard, but the writing part is not hard. The writing part is like easy and happy place, you know. So where's your favorite place to write a song? Oh, my couch with my dog and probably like something bad on TV. What kind of dog do you have? I have a boxer. He's a year old. What's his name? Derail. 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 <laughs> she said, what? D-U-R-A-I-L. Uh, Derail. That was uh, the, the name of one of my uncles. <clears throat> my, my daddy was one of nine. He had eight, no, six brothers, two sisters. Lots of cousins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were all a lot older. He was born in 1925, so he was the youngest. But, uh, yeah, they... Uh, 
just all of those things, you know. He's, oh, do real, he's, that, that, that name came from, yeah, him. So he's a, he's a wild dog. He's very high maintenance. Um, he needs a lot of attention, but he's a lot of fun. Does he he's sit and watch you play? He sleeps while I do it, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, or interrupts me mm. if, um, interrupts me if he wants something while I'm doing it, like to go outside or a treat or Stanley Kitty's getting on his nerves. He's like a kid, that dog. Well, I know you've been writing a lot and uh, we're excited for the next chapter, whenever that may be. Thank you. And, um, you know, we wish you the best. I know you're touring. Yes. And you've got still a little bit of that left this year, right? You've you got some, some things going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be touring throughout. I, I post about it on my Instagram. I try to wherever I'm going, when I'm there, I kind of communicate with people. A at lot Elizabeth too. Cook? It's at Elizabeth Cook for Sheriff um, on Instagram. So, yeah, I hang out there a lot. So I'm bored a lot, you know, riding down the road and stuff and in hotel rooms. Well, in the meantime, I encourage everybody to come see you live. You're an amazing Thank artist. You. Thank you. Um, you're so talented, and um, we were excited to have you in today. And when you get a new album out, whenever that may be, we hope you come back. And well, play again. I sure would love to, and I appreciate what you guys are doing here. I think it's so cool. So I hope more people continue to catch on because it's, it's cool. We had a great experience, so thank you. Thanks, Elizabeth. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.